Hey guys, before we get into the show today, we wanted to address the events that occurred in Ankara, Istanbul, and the bombings in Brussels on Tuesday. To any of our listeners affected in any way by these attacks, please reach out to us if you need someone to talk to. We support you and care about you. We also wanted to say that while in moments like these, it may feel as though there is so much evil in the world, we have to remember that there is also hope and humanity. Although we cannot stop the hateful actions of individuals, we can be in charge of our own actions, and we can promote love and peace in whatever capacity that may be. We can come together as people who live and breathe on this earth. Invite the student without a group to come join yours. Bake your sister cookies when she's had a bad day. Clean up garbage in your neighborhood. Volunteer at your local retirement home. Paint a picture of the sunset. As Harry says, love always wins. Let's make that true. Again, please reach out to us if you need to talk. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. There they have over 180,000 downloadable titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Talk Direction Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week, we will be recommending you check out One Direction, Who We Are, our official autobiography, which is a book narrated by the boys themselves. So if you want to hear about their lives from before X Factor and through their journey of being in the band, this is a great option. Or if you simply love the sound of Harold's voice to fall asleep to, check out One Direction, Who We Are, our official autobiography. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash talkdirection for your free audiobook. Welcome to episode 40 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 40th episode of Talk Direction. Um, so yeah, we're at 40. That's really exciting. I'm excited about that. I feel like we do that every time. I know. (laughs) It's still exciting every time. Yes. Um, but I wanted to start out this episode sort of talking about reaction to last episode. Um, last episode we did a, uh, discussion on, um, Little Black Dress and Little White Lies and sort of talked about the not so great messages that are being sent in that song. Um, which we don't always focus on stuff like that. We're usually quite positive about, positive about the lyrics that One Direction produces and all that. So it was interesting to sort of, um, do something more critical, I guess. And I think our listeners liked it. We did get quite a bit of feedback, um, on the episode and, um, either people were saying that they had noticed that the, the message is being sent that's not very consensual and it's a bit creepy. Um, people were saying that they had noticed that. One of our listeners, Lucia, even had written her own lyrics, like, when the song had come out, which is really cool. Um, and then other people were saying, like, they didn't really realize that because, like, they liked the songs a lot and it was mm-hmm. something, like, sort of new and cool to point out, which I think, like, that happens to me all the time, especially just going through the songs on Made in the AM, just, like, when you really look at the lyrics, things stand out to you in such a different way, because you're not just, like, listening to listen, but you're sort of looking at it very critically, um, 
So yeah, what did you think about people's reactions to the episode, Kara? I thought it was really cool, and I thought that, um, I don't know, I'm always kind of afraid, like, when we're being critical about One Direction, but I think, like, you know, we've talked about this a lot, that we definitely, um, that's definitely a part of Talk Direction, is that we don't, you know, gloss over um, the not-so-great bits um, of the fandom or One Direction's uh, music, so um, I think it's awesome that people are, are receptive to that and um, want to, like, engage in, like, a critical like, mindset. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and I think it just shows that the fandom is, like, once again, multidimensional and multifaceted, and we're not yeah. just sort of, like, these mindless people, you know? We w- would like to engage in the work, like you said. Yeah. Um, and then one of our listeners, Thishy, also, because last week we didn't do sort of a normal song dissection discussion, which we do, like, for individual songs. We didn't end up rating um, Little Black Dress or Little White Lies, uh, and this she wanted to know on our scale, Caitlin and Kara's, oh my god, this is really hard to do, <laughs> One Direction song rating scale, trademark, uh, which I really <laughs> liked that description of our scale, because that's what we say every time, um, but how we would rate both of these songs. And I know, Kara, you are quite fond of at least Little Black Dress, right? So yeah. I was wondering how that rates, um, I guess, as a song to you. Oh my god, okay, so I read Thishy's email, and then I forgot that she asked us to do this, so now I'm like, <laughs> I like should have thought about it in the moment, but oh, now I'm like I put on the spot on again. I am on the cough, cough, cough. I'm on the cuff right now, too. I haven't thought of anything either. Okay, so. great. Just go with your instincts. So you put me first, just so you can have more time to think. Nice. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> Smart thinking. Um, and now I'm just babbling to give myself more time. <laughs> um, okay, let's start with Little Black Dress, because I think I prefer it out of the two, even mm-hmm. though just, like, musically I like it, but then, like, the lyrics are just, like, we talked about last episode, we're just, like, so question mark, question mark, question mark, sad mm-hmm. face, like, side eye emoji. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> um, I think I'd have to give it, like, a 6.8 or 7. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love the sound and how different it was for them, and it, like, really, yeah. um, I don't know, it just it had such a cool, like, retro vibe to it, um, mm-hmm. like an 80s vibe, and then, actually, I have no idea about music, hopefully it has an 80, 80s vibe, but, um, that's what it sounded <laughs> like to me, and then Little White Lies, I feel like it's always a jam, but it wasn't, like, anything, like, revolutionary, but it's just, like, fun to jam to, mm-hmm. um, so maybe, like, a 6.5, mm-hmm. 6.7. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very specific, as usual. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'd go lower than you. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe, like, 5-ish, 5.5 for both of them. Like, I do like okay. the sounds, but, yeah. like, I would. I, it was so hard for me to get into them just because I was, I didn't like them, like, lyric-wise right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um... And I know for Little White Lies, I used to change it to Beady White Eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, like, try to get into it by changing the lyrics a bit. Um, but I don't know. I, I do like Little Black Dress, I think, sound-wise better. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. And then, like, we have Wolves, which I would rate it higher because I think sound-wise it's even higher for me, even though I don't like the lyrics again. And yeah. I think the lyrics on Wolves are at least better yeah, it's than not as bad, yeah. uh, these ones. So, I don't know. It's hard. Because, like, these would be some of the ones that I have most problems with out of all of One Direction's, like, songs. So if That's you really, true. if you're going to rate this, rank all the songs, 
these are going to come at some of my lowest songs that One Direction has done. So does that mean, like, I give them a five, meaning there's no One Direction songs that are lower than a five? I mean, yeah, I guess I don't true. really like Steal My Girl, really, at all. So that would be Yeah, because, like, low. musically and lyrically, like, I'm think- trying to think of songs that I don't like either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, Steal My Girl. I don't remember what we rated Steal My Girl. Did we ever do that one? I feel like I we guess. must have. I mean, when we did Steal My Girl versus Girl Almighty, I don't know if we... We must have, maybe. I don't know. But, like, that one would come super low. But, again, like, does that mean the lowest One Direction song for me is a one, and I should do it that way on a scale? I know. It's so hard. Yeah. So, I don't know. Not my favorite songs, just in general, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So, moving on to sort of what this episode's going to be about. It's another one of those mishmashy episodes where we put a whole bunch of things together and talk about them. Um, which I think is kind of nice because the following episode after this is going to be all about Mind of Mine and going through our sort of first reactions to Zane's album, which will be exciting. I think that one will be kind of silly, like, silly and, like, hopefully fun because we'll we'll have just, like, just listened to the album yeah. and, like, going through them. So hopefully it'll be, like, a kind of fun episode. Yeah, and I'll be, um, like, in a panic because, like, I have to, like, get ready to go to yeah. spring break. So I'll be, like, literally recording, like, and then jetting off to spring break. So... Well, that sounds exciting. <laughs> um, so, so this episode we're going to be talking more Mind of Mine um, news and talking about Before, which is the song Zayn released this past week. We'll be talking about the iCloud leak, um, misogyny in and outside of the fandom, and possibly a Would You Rather if there is time. All right, so let's get to news. Um, our first news story is Liam got a new tattoo. Um, it's a very large sleeve piece, um, and it looks like it's a clock with some gears that usually are inside a clock. If you open up an old-fashioned clock, there's gears. Um, it looks like the face of the clock is, like, peeling back. I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, one of those pocket watches or, um, I don't know. And I don't think it's finished yet. The The tattoo artist said that that um, he still has work to do on it, and he has to go for another sitting session. But what do you think about this tattoo? It's very large, Kara. Yeah, it is huge. And it's very, like, three-dimensional almost. Like, I think it's, like, mm-hmm. meant to look like his arm, like, is a part of the clock, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, like, my favorite style, but, like, it doesn't matter because, like, it's not my body. So, like, you know. Right. Um, but, um, you know, that's pretty cool. I just, I didn't expect Liam to get, like, so many tattoos, like, in so, in such a, like, quick su- succession, like, such huge ones. So this yeah. is, um, still surprising to me, like, every time he gets, like, a new, like, huge one. Yeah, especially because, like, I know he said in the past that his mom, like, cries every time he gets a tattoo. Oh my god. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I like it. I think it's cool. And, like you said, it's his body, so he can do what he wants with it. Yeah. Um, but, like... There's, it's so big on all at once. It's like he's, like, bored over the break and, like, needs to do something with his... I know. I just think it's, like, so cool that... Yeah. Um, I think it's, like, cool when people get, like, tattoos, like, spontaneously. Um, Mm -hmm. like, because I could never do that, and I feel like I've I've been thinking about tattoo... Like, this one tattoo that I want for, like, literally probably four or five Mm -hmm. years now, and I still haven't committed to it. Um, so... Yeah. Me too. Um, okay, next news story, um, is a charity news story. Niall and Justin Rose, who's an English golfer, are teaming up for the Horan and Rose event. Um, and Niall last year participated with, um, participated in this pro-am 
like golf tournament that happens where you sort of like celebrity golfers are involved and families all come and it's before the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth um, this year in May and Niall participated last year in this thing and he's um, that's when he was with um, Rory McIlroy his other golfer friend um, and this year he's going to be doing that again and the tournament director Jamie Burke Meyer said, we are delighted that Niall has decided to come back and play in the Celebrity Pro-Am, and it's great he is helping attract a younger audience to our sport. Um, and then Niall also said, or Niall said, Justin has become a great friend over the last few years, and I can't wait to play alongside him. Um, so this is really cool that he'll be back, and I'm sure we're going to get footage of that. And I guess it's cool that he definitely fans like go because Niall's there and like watch it which is cool mm. um and then alongside of that there's also going to be a charity event that Niall and Justin um host and it's to raise money for the cancer research UK kids and teens which is what the whole event is raising money for but they're doing a specific charity event um as well a private charity event to raise money over the weekend in May, um, and it'll be a gala dinner and a golf day, um, and I don't know, I think that's really cool, and it reminds me of, like, Louie doing his charity event, and I don't know if Niall's, like, sort of trying to do something similar, or just, you know, his own sort of style of it, but I think it's really cool when the boys get involved with charities like this. Yeah, and it's awesome that he's, like, taking one of his big, um, you know, loves uh, of golf and, like, making it into a charitable event like that's awesome I feel like then he's probably really like you know pumped about it and like really excited to work um work about it or what work for it I don't know you know (laughs) yeah and I'm sure lots of money will be raised which is always the end goal in this type of thing yeah and doesn't Um, Horn and Rose sound like it should be like some pub or like a bookstore or something I feel like it sounds so cool like I don't know like a book publisher yeah that'd be really cool Mm. maybe one day it will be you never Mm. know (laughs) um and then our sort of last news story before we get into like the main topic news stories for this (laughs) episode is um a song was released by juicy j not a full song but sort of a teaser to a song um we've talked about juicy j working with liam in the past um and he's juicy j's talked about like collaborating with him and like being in the studio with liam um and he ended up posting a little bit of his 14th track on his album that's coming out, and it's called You, and it features Liam and I think Wiz Khalifa um, on it as well. And he posted a clip on Snapchat of Liam and Wiz Khalifa, and what it was very short, it was like nine seconds, and Liam was only in it for like one line, um, but it was talking about some things about women that I didn't like that much (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. Liam came in and was like all I need is you and he was sort of doing his high falsetto notes um and he sounded good on that but I'm just uh worried that the song is going to be kind of misogynistic um which isn't great but did you listen to the little teaser clip yeah yeah I was really confused because I didn't like know what was going on and like I didn't really understand what part was Liam so I don't know Mm -hmm. I was just kind of really confused but um yeah I I feel like this song has been like teased for literally so long and I thought it was gonna come out months ago so um Mm -hmm. I don't know I just like wanted to be out already (laughs) same same but yeah the song's called you and we'll see how it goes hopefully it's good and not 
very horrible, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, then we have sort of our main discussion news stories for this week. Um, the first one is about Zayn, and we're just going to go through Zayn news as usual. Like we said, his album's coming out in two days. That's crazy. Oh my god. Um, and even, like, it doesn't even come out as less than two days, because I think it'll come out midnight Eastern time. That's what I think, but I'm not sure. Um, it might come out midnight some other time, but it's coming out Friday regardless. And that's also marks the year point of Zayn leaving One Direction. And I think at this point he had left, but not officially said he was leaving for good. This was, like, when he had left the, like... Like temporarily left, temporarily left to go back to England. Wait, tw- um, uh, the twenty fifth? No, no, no. Like earlier, so like a couple days before that, we didn't know he had gone for sure. But remember, he like oh, left, and yeah, we're like, oh, he's coming back eventually. And they did like two shows without him, or one show without yeah. him, and then it was confirmed that he was leaving for good. Yeah. Um. So like by today, I think maybe the boys knew, or at least like. This was when he was leaving. Um, But in two days, that'll be the actual anniversary of us getting that Facebook message saying he'd left the band. So weird. So weird. I can remember that day so vividly. Like, and I'm sure everyone else can too, if you were in the fandom at that time. Like, it just, it's just like one of those things that's going to be like seared into your brain until you die. Yeah, it really is. And it's so strange because now I am quite used to the boys um being just four of them yeah and like and I know that was definitely a process and like hard to sort of wrap my head around and then as months go but months went by I think you sort of see it if you listen to our podcast how we like process it all mm-hmm. um and now we're coming like one year later and we have an album which is crazy yeah um so that'll be interesting to listen to um and speaking of mind of mine Zane got a Mind of Mine tattoo on his arm. He ended up getting, like, this fake one on his temple, and everyone thought it was sort of, like, on his temple head area. Um, and people thought it was real. It was, like, a bald eagle with M-O-M, which is, like, Mind of Mine. Um, and people were like, oh, my God, you got a face tattoo? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> it did look quite real. Yeah, it did. And, like, I just feel like that's something Zane might do, like, yeah. at one point. So I'm yeah. glad to see that wasn't the case. Like, Yeah. Um, so he didn't end up getting the face one, but he did get one on his arm. And it does seem to be real this time. Um, and it's letters spelling out mind of mind scattered around his left arm, I think, um, around his tiger tattoo that he has there. And the letters Where did you see ta- this? Uh, on Twitter? Maybe? Okay, because like, I have not seen this. Oh, well, I think this is... this. This is what I saw. I mean, okay. I mean, I trust you. I just have no idea. I feel like I'm out of the loop. Oh, so. I should have posted the picture. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, but yeah, and it looks the lettering looks very Salvador Dali to me, and Ooh. it's very scattered. Um, it's like all around. It's not like in a line. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. sort of scattered letters. <laughs> um, but that's cool that he that got is cool. that. Um. And then the next Zayn stuff we have to talk about is he did an interview with Complex Magazine, which you can find online. Um, and I would recommend reading the whole thing because it is interesting to, to hear what he has to say to all the questions that were asked. And I think they were 
pretty good questions for the most part. Um, but we just wanted to focus on a couple of them and sort of discuss them. The first one, and we've heard about a lot of sort of these 1D comparisons in a number of interviews that he's done, um, but he did talk about different restrictions that he had being in 1D and not being able to be himself. Um, and Zane said, Mainly my beard, honestly. I wasn't allowed to keep it. Eventually, when I got older, I rebelled against it and decided to keep it anyway. That was just because I looked older than the rest of them. That's one of the things that is quite now quite cool. I get to keep my beard. <laughs> I also wanted to dye my hair when I was in the band, but I wasn't allowed to. Um, I mean, I feel like Zane's had a beard for, like, at least two years. So I guess that was sort of more when he was younger. Um, but I can see how that would be really frustrating if someone's sort of putting restrictions on what you're able to do with your own body. Yeah, that's insane. I just, like, can't imagine that, honestly. Um, and also, like, the dying of the hair thing, that's, like, like, you know, we've seen him go through so many phases of hairstyles now, so I, I could totally see that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like finally having, like, free reign over your own body. Um, and also, like, you know when he had the one little blonde streak in the front of his head? Like, the mm -hmm. one little... Um, so I'm, like, wondering if, like, he wasn't... He shouldn't have, like... Or, like, he was, like, reprimand for, reprimanded for even doing that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, interesting to know. Yeah. That was his, like, little way of rebelling. <laughs> yeah, I, it would have been so cool if he had dyed his hair, like, in one direction. How I know. How great would that have been? Yeah. People would have loved it. At I least, know. like, nearing, like, the... When, like, the last two years rather than maybe the first couple. I don't know. I feel like dyed hair has definitely become a bigger thing in the last couple of years. I know. I don't really know what the whole, like, what the purpose of not letting him dye his hair would be. Like, um, because I, I don't know. They weren't really, didn't have that clean cut, like, you know, mm -hmm. image anymore. So I'm just kind of confused as to why that would be, like, the, like, a huge rule for them. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm glad he can do that himself. I even know, like, people with parents who don't let them, like, dye their hair or cut their hair how they want them or even wear your own clothes. Like, that can be really difficult, so. Yeah, and, like, in um, job settings, like, a lot of times you mm -hmm. can't have tattoos or, like, unnaturally colored hair, which is mm -hmm. frustrating, too, because I guess this, like, is sort of, it's basically the same thing. Like, you can't, you don't really have complete control over, like, how you want to look. Yeah. Um... Alright, so the next thing we wanted to talk about was a question the interviewer asked, which was, do you think you'll feel differently the night you drop your solo album as opposed to when you dropped an album with One Direction? And Zane said, I know already it's going to be massively different. I felt different when the single dropped. There's so many extra emotions tied into it because it's a personal song. None of the songs that I wrote in One Direction were personal to me. Whenever we'd get an award or this or that, it was never something that I was emotionally attached to. Whereas with this, I am. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to be crazy ecstatic when that album drops. I'm going to be buzzing and I'm going to go out. I'll probably party with my friends and enjoy it. Um, so yeah, that's really great that he's, you know, excited for this one in particular. I can understand that. Um, I kind of want to just, in response to this, to do some predictions of how we think the album will be um, received by the public and how it will chart. And obviously Zane's been thinking all about that, um, you know, with One Direction's albums either going to number one or Made in the AM, not going to number one on Billboard, but going to one in number one in the UK. Um, 
So I wanted to talk about how you think it will do. First of all, let's say in Britain, like charting wise, do you think his album will go to number one? I could see it going to number one, actually. Um, I mean, I feel like he hasn't done much publicity, but um, just like by the fact that he is like a huge like hot topic right now mm-hmm. and um everyone's like intrigued to like see how um you know how his music will be and I think that Pillow Talk did really well in the charts um didn't mm-hmm. it get number one when it first came out yeah it did so that's like pretty amazing um yeah. I feel like it will do well I'm not sure like number one in the U.S. but I could definitely see in the U.K. like getting like pretty high up there Mm-hmm. I'm just looking even now at the albums that will be coming out the same day. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like there's any that I've heard of that could be really big competitors. Yeah, because um, it's not like um, One Direction and Justin Bieber where they had to, like, yeah. fight each other for it. So, yeah, I yeah. think Zayn's pretty much, like, smooth sailing. Like, Yeah, so I feel like he'll definitely get number one in the UK. Just also because, like, that's his home country or whatever. And mm-hmm. I feel like the UK does a really good job of promoting their own, um, like, native artists, I guess. Yeah. Um, and even in the US, like, I'm not sure if I'm looking at all the right charts of which which albums are coming out, but I feel like he could could get number one in the US. I think that's something that could happen. Or in, mm. on Billboard, I guess that's sort of the US chart, right? Um, I'm not sure how that works, to be honest, but yeah, I think that seems about right. Yeah, and then on iTunes as well, um, Pillow Talk currently, I think it's in the top 20, somewhere around, like, number 16 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I also wanted to know, because he's had the pre-order open for Mind of Mine, and usually when One Direction opens the pre-order for their albums, it goes right to number one and pretty much stays in, like, the top 10, 20 albums until the album is actually released Mm. Zane hasn't even been in like the top 50 of albums and I'm not sure if that's because like he just hasn't been promoting it or people aren't necessarily going to buy the actual album off iTunes or because it's not released for pre-order in every country which I think might be the case like he didn't open it to every country right away which Mm -hmm. obviously would put a lot of people not able to buy it. Um, But do you think it's going to shoot to number one on iTunes as well? I guess these sort of all hinge on each other, but um, just because we haven't seen it there, even though there's the pre-order open, which usually I see an album that I expect to be really big to be up there. That's true. I hadn't even thought about that. That's an interesting thing. I don't really know how to predict it. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we're going to (laughs) see very soon. Um, But then just also in terms of music and One Direction fans and the general public, how do you think it's going to be received? Um, Just like because it is coming out on the year since Zayn left, I'm sure there's going to be the trend like one year since Zayn left Mm -hmm. or something trending, um, which obviously is good publicity as well for the album. Um, But because there's going to be a lot of talk about the one year and of his album... I don't know. How do you think it's going to be received by fans in general? Or And also, like, how do you feel fans that you see on Twitter receiving Zayn's music, just sort of like in Zayn being a solo artist now that it has been almost a year since he left? I feel like it's still pretty um, a polarizing thing. Like, I see some people who are, like, very big Zayn stands and mm-hmm. um, kind of... Uh, 
gravitate more towards Zayn than the other boys. And then, um, you know, I see some people who are, like, in the middle who like both of them. Um, and then I see some people who are, like, you know, only for the four boys and, like, are really just done with Zayn, just, like, don't want anything to do with him. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't know what the overwhelming opinion is. Do you Do you have any sense of, like, what the overarching opinion is? I really don't know. It's hard to say. What I see, like you said, is, like, some people who are completely done with him. Yeah. Some people who sort of support him almost to, like, the extreme as he yeah. can't do no wrong. Yeah. He can do no wrong. Um, which I think we're sort of in the middle. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It is hard to say. And it's hard to say what's going to be trending on that day and what people's emotions are going to be. Because one year anniversary is a big big deal. Mm-hmm. It's the first one. Um, but I also think a lot of fans are curious just like us, as to what he's going to do and what he's going to put out. And so whether or not people actually buy the album, I'm sure things like Spotify listens, Mm -hmm. and if people have Apple Music or just simply listening to it online, I think that's going to be something that anybody will really want to listen to, whether they like him or not, just to see what he's done. Because you have followed his career, and you he was related to the boys, so... Yeah, like just out of curiosity... Yeah, and I want to know, like, what the next song Zane's going to promote for, for being, like, a radio single is going to be. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if before is that. It's hard to tell when he's put out a number of songs. And I think before saying, is like, that. Okay, because he's, like, talked about more music videos coming out, and I'm not sure. Um, but I, I guess we'll get into before before in a minute, because um, I do think it could do well on the radio. Yeah. Um. But what's your plan after the new album drops? I'm oh sorry, this is not you. I'm like, wh- why did I write this question? <laughs> um, this was an interviewer's question. I'm just reading the doc here. Um, I was just so confused. I was like, <laughs> I... <laughs> I did not mean that to be for you, Karen. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this is for Zane. Um, the interviewer also asked Zane what his plan is for after the album, after the new album drops. And Zane said, which is kind of a surprise, I guess, I want to go to school. I'd love to get a degree in English or literature. And then the interviewer said, and you think you'll do it in L.A., like get his degree in Los Angeles? He said, I think so. Who knows? I'll just I think I'll just do a home thing. I'll get my courses from one of the universities around here and just do home study. It's always something I've wanted to do. I've always wanted to get my degree eventually. I want to do that and hopefully write my next record while recording it. Um, so what do you think about this? Did you even see that this was a thing? Because I only saw it when I read the whole article. I never saw other news sites sort of picking up on this, which I found strange. But this was, like, shocking. That's so cool. I had never... Like, I think it's just, like, one tiny little snippet. And I literally haven't heard anyone talk about it. Yeah. Um, I think, the, like, the big points of this article that were, like, circulating was the thing about um, his beard and the like, this, how he's gonna feel different, but this is awesome, this makes me just so ecstatic, man, like, I, I feel like we've always talked about how much he loves, um, English literature, and the fact that he, like, wants to pursue a degree in that is so cool, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, like, always have so much respect for celebrities who, like, left school early and then, like, go back and do a degree, because I think, um, you know, I don't know, it's just, like, an awesome thing to do, um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm a little biased because I'm studying English literature myself, so, you know, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know, I think it'd be also cool, I, like, kind of wish I could do my own home study thing, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's okay, so. Do you think Zane know. would have to, like, complete his, his, like, 
secondary schooling that because he left early so I don't know yeah I don't know how that works and also things like SATs and like stuff like that does he have to take them to get into certain schools and he says homeschooling sort of thing and I guess he's talking about like online classes um yeah but I'm not sure what exactly I don't know if he's looked into it um just because like American schooling is different from UK schooling Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know how easy this will all be for him. Um, and, and I guess online makes a lot more sense. We know uh, a number of people who were famous, like Emma Watson, Cole and Dylan Sprouse, Miranda Cosgrove, Carly Kloss, or Carly Close, I'm not sure. Carly Kloss? I think it's Kloss. Yeah, okay. I was thinking of, um, there was another model that I get her name messed up with. Um, oh. But... Yeah, all these people ended up going to school. Um, I think Emma Watson's the biggest uh, star out of them all, I guess. It's kind of stupid to compare people like this, but obviously she was so well-known and ended up going to Brown University. And I'm not sure... There's lots of talk about whether or not it was sort of a normal education. Some people... Like, sometimes you hear interviews where it was like, yeah, people just, like, treated her like normal and, like, people got over it after, like, a week. Um, But also, you know, like... That's very hard for every person to get over. So yeah. I don't know, like, if Zane wanted to actually go to a school, how easy that would be, just because he is so popular and big at the moment. Um, what do yeah, you and he's, like, at the height of his career. I just feel like, yeah. I think, um, I don't know, I could definitely see him just kind of wanting to do his own thing and, like, be, just do it homeschool. Um mm-hmm. Because I, I can't imagine, I don't know, I just feel like it'd be so overwhelming to, like, be in an environment where he's, like, literally at the height of his career, basically. Literally, he's, mm-hmm. like, kind of just, like, um, going up from here. And I just feel like Emma Watson was sort of, like, um, not, like, I mean, she was always going to be in the public eye, but she wasn't, like, literally in Harry Potter at that moment, like, where she yeah. was going to school. And, like, I don't know, it's, like, kind of different. Um, mm-hmm. So I just feel like for his own, like, sanity, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think any of the other boys would ever think about going back to school, or if you had to picture one of them, who would you think would? Um, I could see, (laughs) I could see, like, Harry or Niall doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. I could see Harry doing, I have literally no idea, actually. Like, Harry is an enigma when it comes to that kind of stuff. I think he wanted to do, like, (laughs) psychology, um, Mm -hmm. or, like, law or something. Um, I could see him actually being really into psychology. Um, or maybe, like, philosophy or something, or, like, Maybe even literature. And then, like, Niall, I feel like, could do, like, more, like, technical things. Like, you know, like, sound editing or something like that. I could see, like, him doing that. Um, Yeah. I think Niall even said, or some of the boys said, like, that was the saddest thing, not being able to finish school. Yeah. And, like, not being able to go to university and missing out on all that. And we've seen Niall, like, really likes that very sort of typical, like... not teen but like young 20 year old lifestyle I think he's very like relaxed and doesn't get too involved in like fame type stuff I don't know it's all very hard to talk about and kind of kind of gross to talk about um like fame and celebrity life because they're just people but yeah I'm saying yeah but it's also an aspect of their life that they have to think about yeah um I don't think Louis would ever or Liam yeah I don't see it but who knows, you know? Maybe. I would be happy if they all went back to school. That would be great. That would be great. It would make all those AU fix come Oh my through. gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Zane's new song. Um, Before was released in the past week. 
Um, let's talk about, we're going to talk about the lyrics, but let's talk about the sounds of it and if we think it would do well on radio and do we see a music video and all that good stuff. Um, so how did it sound to you in terms of fitting in with the other songs we've heard and just as a song in general? Okay, so I really liked it. Um, I think it didn't like strike me as much on first listen as Pillow Talk, but I think it's definitely like the more like R&B um, mix of pop that I expected from him, which I really mm-hmm. liked. And I think, um, it was, like, still upbeat, but also, like, smooth and, like, cool. And we got his, like, um, you know, high notes and, like, a cool variation from his voice. Um, and I don't know. I think it, it would be, I don't know. I just really like it. Um, I could definitely see it doing well, um, on radio because it's similar to, um, Pillow Talk. And actually someone who I talked to, someone my, who lives in my house, um, she said that uh, the song, uh, what the song reminded her of something off like Justin Bieber's new album, which is funny because like I thought of that for Pillow Talk, but not so much this song. Um, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, what did you think? I liked it. Um, I I thought it was good. I, again, it was sort of that mix of pop and R and B, but it did have very chill vibes, and we got his high notes. And I do think it would do well on radio just because it's kind of repetitive, not in a bad way. Um, it's sort of that catchy repetitive where, like, yeah. on first listen, you can even start singing along just because, like, you get yeah. it, you get what it's, like, saying. Um, and it did remind me of, like, it didn't grab me, like, Pillow Talk. I think Pillow Talk, out of all of them, I mean, it's hard to say because it is the one that came first and it's hard mm-hmm. to compare. But that one was very much a very good first song for him to yes. put out. I think yeah. it's extremely catchy. Like, the lyrics are, you know, sexy and appeal to, like, a certain audience, which is, like, sort of young people in general. (laughs) Um, And I don't know. I think that one was really good. And this one has... It doesn't have, like, the sex appeal that Pillow Talk did um, in terms of, like, people wanting to listen to it and, like, it being a cool song. Um, But I do think it has, like, the catchy and, like, sound vibes that uh, it had. And it does have, like... I don't know, I think it would do well on radio, so I guess this could be, a, like, a new single for him. Mm. Um, and I don't know if we're going to see a music video. I kind of want to see one. He seems yeah. to be putting out a lot of music videos. Yeah, I could definitely see this, be, like, being a music video. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's talk about the lyrics, which... Um, I kind of want to do a quick analysis on them. Yeah. Not go through every single line because we have other topics to talk about this week. Um, but there is, it does seem to me when I read the lyrics, it's very much about leaving one direction and sort of starting on his own new journey. Um, so I want to highlight sort of where where I see that. Do you see that message coming through in this song? Yeah, I definitely do. When I first listened to it, um, I definitely, like, didn't hear it at all, but, like, now, like, reading through the lyrics, I'm like, how did I think it was anything else? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think on, like, on first listen, I definitely didn't hear, like, what he was saying, even. It's hard to understand his words. Like, and when you listen to the first one, you're sort of taking it all in at once, and there's a lot you have to think about. Yeah, um, but then when I l- read the lyrics, I was like, "Uh, clearly, <laughs> like." Mm-hmm. Um, so the song starts out as, "I've done this before, not like this." And this line is actually repeated a lot throughout the song. Um, and to me, I thought I've done this before, as in like making music before, but never doing it like in his own style and in the mm-hmm. way he wants. 
Um, and I guess I'm going to sort of stick to Zane's story as I talk about it, but I think this can be applied to, like, any situation where you've been sort of stuck doing something or not doing it your way mm-hmm. or doing something for someone else and you're finally like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, this is your dream dad type of situation. And, like, <laughs> go off and do your own thing. Um so yeah, that's what I thought of those first lines. Is that what you thought? Yeah, definitely. And I think that even like relates back to the one of the quotes that we talked about earlier from his um interview when he was saying that like he's going to feel so much different this time around mm-hmm. because he feels so much more emotionally attached to and he like put himself in these these lyrics. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely saw, saw that. Yeah. Okay, so then the next bit. I don't drink to get drunk. I feel all the right funk. If there's something I want, I'll take all the right wrongs. Now I'm going to stay in my zone. I'm tired of picking that bone and I can't be bothered to fight it no mo. No mo, no. No, no. <laughs> can't bother to be fight it. Fight it? No more, no. There we go. Okay. Never mind. Um, I don't know what the first two like, I guess I don't drink to get drunk. They're not, like, he's not going, like, to get crazy over it and not going to dive in and just, like, get crazy. I don't think it's literally talking about drinking. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, But, like, more like I'm going to do this and, like, do it right. I don't know. Do all the right funk. Do you know? <laughs> do you have an interpretation of those lines, Kara? Um, I feel like... When you're saying, like, you don't get, like, you don't drink to get drunk, um, you're saying that you have, like, I don't know, you want to be in control, um, and, like, not, like, lose all your inhibitions slash, like, just, like, you know, have your mind be at, like, high alert, um, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think he's, like, saying that he just, like, wants to, like, be in control of, Mm -hmm. um, And still, like, have a good time and, like, experience, like, whatever, but not get to the point where it's, like, gone. Yeah. Um, and then the next lines, the ones about, um, I'll take all the right wrongs. Uh, I think that's a really interesting one because to Mm. me that says like, I'm going to make the decisions that they might be like wrongs to someone else, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to make their, their rights to me, you know, like you're, you're choosing what's right for yourself rather than what's right for someone else. Um, and it's, like, him doing his own thing, staying in his own zone. He's, like, tired of picking that bone or, like, you know, fighting over, like, trying to get his own voice out there or, like, picking that bone. Like, when you pick a bone with someone, that's when you're sort of, like, um, like, going back and forth or, like, picking a problem that you have with someone and, like, bringing it up. And he's sort of, like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to do my own thing. And I can't be bothered to um, fight, like, what my heart's telling me anymore, I guess. Yeah, I agree with that interpretation. Um, So then we have Numb on a Roof. Uh, Set it on fire, just give me proof. I'm living on a wire. And that's repeated. I didn't have much to say on that. Um, I guess, I don't know. It's just like he's living sort of on the edge of things, on a wire. Uh, I don't know. Do you have things about that? Yeah, I feel like the word numb um, is is pretty important here just because, um, you know, it seems like he, um, you know, in one direction he talked about how he just was kind of like in a machine and he was just kind of going through the motions and not feeling. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, numb on a roof. But then like 
set it on fire. Um, so to just like kind of like destroy all that and like actually feel like you're living. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that's, this part's repeated throughout the whole song a number of times. So I think it's Mm -hmm. pretty important, but it just, it's very, it does like his lyrics are very symbolic and metaphorical and you sort of have to dig a bit deeper to get to what they actually mean. Cause it's not straightforward. Um, yeah. a lot of times. Actually, wait, and then, like, um, just to give me proof I'm living on a wire, like, maybe he's, he has to, like, you know, a light of fire under him, um, to, like, prove that, like, he doesn't have, you know, all the time in the world, mm-hmm. so, um, sort of, like, he has to, like, make that leap so he knows, like, you know, he has to, like, make the best of, like, the time he has to, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, um, a really good interpretation, Kara. Thanks. Um, and then we have the, so say what you want to say, what you want to, so say what you want to say, what you gotta say now, so say what you want to say, what you want to, shame is, you won't say it to my face. So for me, this is like, the hater's gonna hate, like, you say what you want to say, like, say whatever you want to say about me, but, like, I'm gonna sort of ignore it now, I don't really care, and it almost seems like he's talking to, like, the press, or the public who are saying things, but, like, they won't say it to his face. Um, and, like, you w- say what you gotta say, maybe to, like, get the hits and, like, make your career, like, bring you money in. I don't know. But this is him saying, like, whatever, say it. I'm not gonna care, I guess. Yeah, and, like, that they don't have, like, the audacity to even say it to his face. Like, they only mm-hmm. hide behind, like, screens and behind prints and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then... The next sort of new part is time for me to move up. So many hours have gone. Heartbeats to the pump of my blood. No strings for you to pull on. Um, and then you've got your tongue in your cheek. So pardon if I don't speak. Um, so what did you think about this one, Kara? Um... So, the line that definitely, like, jumped out to me at first was the no strings for you to pull on, because that definitely, like, um, you know, brings to mind the image of a puppet and sort of, like, being controlled every move you made, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, down to, like, your appearance. Um, and also, like, reminding me of the NSYNC album, No Strings Attached, um, uh, when they're, like, all, like, you know, have strings, um, attached to them on the album cover, (laughs) and they're, like, um, they're, like, pup like, they're puppets, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I think that's, like, a pretty common metaphor to, um, to when you're, you don't feel in control of your life, that you're a puppet, you know, you're just, like, mm-hmm. in a game, and, like, you don't, you don't get to decide your own actions, um, so, yeah, that was the one that definitely stood out to me. Um, what were the other things you had to say about this? The um, I accidentally didn't read the last line of this, which is, can't tune my chords into your song, no. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I saw the puppet imagery for sure, Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's, like, that's how all the boys felt in One Direction, but Zane like, things with his beard and not being able to dye his hair or do what he wanted to do with the music, I'm sure he yeah. felt like he was sort of just conforming to what was going to sell, I guess. Yeah. Um, I thought the line, time for me to move up, was really interesting because when someone is moving up, that's almost like they're going to bigger and better places. Um, and I could see how people could interpret that as a diss to being in One Direction, whereas, like, he's, like, going above One Direction and going to a better place. But I think also it's more like 
just a better place for himself and like moving on to somewhere he's gonna be able to express himself better rather than just like um just saying like I one direction's lower than me or whatever I'm better than them now that's true yeah because like it's very interesting that he chose to say move up instead of move on because like there is definitely like an implication that it's like he's you know it's better now Mm -hmm. um but like you know in terms of like better for him his own happiness and stuff it definitely seems to be that way so yeah and I don't know how much of this song was actually talking about like his relationship with the boys versus sort of maybe his relationship with like, the people who were pulling those strings or, like, sort of creating the image of One Direction. It it almost seems like move up, not, not like, that his boys are worse, but maybe, like, um, sort of, like, the business side of things. He didn't Mm -hmm. get along with the people who were his bosses, I guess. Yeah, Um, I definitely took it that way, too. Just, like, this whole thing just kind of seems like a open letter to them, if you will. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like he's talking to, like, Niall or Louis. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that to me at all. No, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is a controversial controversial thing about moving up, but I don't know. Um, and then we have, um, later on, a lot of repeated of the say what you want to say. Uh, something new is flashing lights, so say what you want to say, what you want to which flashing lights mean paparazzi to me, and that's sort of what we talked about, like, the media media talking about him leaving the band, and there was a whole bunch of stuff said about him leaving and why he left at the time, and and even throughout the whole year, there's been more and more stuff, and it's not been very positive uh, towards him, so I just think that that's what that's talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then everything else is lines that we've already talked about, so there is quite a bit of repetition, but I think that's part of the charm of the song, I guess. Yeah. Um... But in terms of the title, Before, um, Before comes up in the song when he says that he's not, I've done this before, but not like this. And that's where, I guess, the title comes from. Um, But the title is spelled F-O-U-R. Did you see any interpretations for using that spelling in the song? I mean, I don't know, because it's not like he... Because it definitely seems like it could be interpreted as him leaving the band. And, you know, we have One Direction's album, four. There's four boys left. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I'm an Illuminati conspiracist, like, right (laughs) now. Um, um, Yeah, so I guess, like, that's the only, like, thing I could think of. Like, that's really, truly only it. Um, Unless he's just trying to be, like, edgy. And Mm -hmm. just trying to, you know, stir up some spice or something. What am I trying to say? (laughs) Like, you know, spice up the before. Um, Right. I wonder why he didn't choose B and then uh, the number four, you know? Um, I want to know, like, why he didn't go down that route, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to say because we do know he likes to be, like, weird and, like, use weird letters, yeah. uppercase and lowercase. So it could have been random, but even if it was random, you'd think he would have, like, noticed, haha, like, it is kind of about me leaving the band and the last album we did was called Four, so, like, it's it's pretty hard to say he never noticed, he was oblivious to the connection, whether it was, yeah. like, intentional in the beginning or not, you know? It'd yeah, and I wonder... not to see that. Yeah, and, like, I wonder if someone's going to ask about it in um, interviews and stuff, because I think it's pretty, you know, apparent, especially if it's, like, yeah. a, this is a new single. Um, yeah. I'd be pretty upset if, actually, no one asked about it, because, like, it's, it's just, like, in your face, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And, like, the yeah. boys got asked, like, why their album was called More so many times, and that had literally uh-huh. an obvious answer. Um, yeah. It was their fourth album, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but I did like this song yeah. quite a bit. Do you have any other sort of summary thoughts on it? Or, or any thoughts about Zayn? Because this is the last time we're going to be talking um, about him and his album before it comes out. Um, no, but I'm excited. Um, it's so soon. Oh my god, wait, wow. It's so weird, like, I feel like we've been talking about the album for so long, and it was like, oh, it's, it's so far away, and then it was like, oh, it's not too far, it's only, like, two months away, and then it's, like, literally, like, a day away, basically, two days away. Yeah, because I remember even, like, last fall, we were talking, like, do we think one's gonna come out? Probably sometime in, like, February, maybe, or March, and, like, that's what ended up happening, so we are pretty on the money with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next time we talk to you people, we'll have listened to the album. Crazy times. Yeah. So let's move on to another story. Um, we got in an, an Anon on Tumblr, who I believe wrote to us a long time ago asking mm-hmm. about us to talk about these things, and we didn't end up doing it, but sort of everything that's happened in the past week made us really want to talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. So the Anon said... You've probably heard by now, but Harry's mom, Anne's iCloud, was hacked yesterday, and a lot of personal pictures of Harry's family were spread. She ended up deleting her Twitter and Instagram. I'm especially sad because I just listened to your newest episode today, and in your tweet of the week, you talked about one of her posts. It's so upsetting what happened. So I think it would be really great for you to do an episode to discuss the bad side of a fandom, how unfortunately many fans cross boundaries and invade the boys and their friends and family's personal lives, how rampant misogyny is in the, is in the fandom, and how women in the boys' lives are attacked and bullied, how fans bully each other, how update accounts, even unintentionally, support stalking the boys, how social media helps fans feel closer to the boys and other celebrities as well, but led to entitled fans culture and how that's Mm. caused the boys to become more private it's a very unpleasant side of the fandom but it shouldn't be ignored i think now is a very timely it's very timely to discuss this issue we're now three months into the break and while there is news it isn't there it isn't as much as the fandom is used to so people get are getting restless and acting out more and certain events are making people more emotional so yeah i'd love to see your thoughts on this in an episode um so this Anon talked about a whole bunch of things, and we're not going to have time to discuss all of them in this episode, but we're going to focus on a couple. But I just wanted to get your immediate sort of reaction to this message in the first place, Kara. I think it's so well written, and I think it's um, very important because I don't, we haven't really talked about this ever, um, because we don't really talk about, you know, how hard it is for um, the women in the boys' lives to, like, how fame affects them. Um, because they're not, like, you know, directly in the spotlight, but it definitely does affect them. Um, and, you know, like, fans... I, I think the, the entitled fandom culture is definitely such an interesting thing to talk about. Um, and I think we'll get into that more, but it's 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 such a weird uh, phenomenon because of, like, the internet and, like, how much more we have access to them. And just, like, it's 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 interesting and sad and weird and it's... I don't know, it's... It, it's interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do like this message, and I think there's a lot of um, good points, and I hope we were able to talk about all these things eventually. Um, yeah. We're going to start with Anne's iCloud hack. So 
This pe- this past week, Harry's mom, or Anne, um, had her iCloud hacked, supposedly by, like, a 14-year-old girl. Not sure how true this is, um, but around 30 photos were leaked and put online. Neither Anne nor Harry have commented on the leak, but Anne has since deactivated her Twitter and her Instagram. Um, and some of Harry's family members have talked about it on Twitter. Twitter... Jesus, I can't talk today. Um, Me neither, don't worry. (laughs) Twitter and Gemma, Harry's sister, said, Please note, my mom is not back on Twitter. Any new accounts are fake. To those making them, has her life not been violated enough for you? Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, some of like the aunts and uncles or cousins related to Harry's family have also said things on Twitter. Um, And it's just... Just hearing the way Gemma spoke about it on Twitter, has her life not been violated enough for you? It makes you realize how extreme, and and the fact that Anne deactivated her Twitter and Instagram. Like, yeah. how extreme this was felt, um, and how completely this is such an invasion of privacy, and how disgusting it is that these photos were leaked. Um, I know when you and I were texting, um, we were just like, I don't know if shock's the right word because I wouldn't put it past people to do stuff with what people have done in the past, but it just, it is so gross that this happens. Yeah, um, we were just like, I don't even know. I guess, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think shock's the right word. Just like disgusted, like horrified, like mm-hmm. just sad. Like I just, you know, we've talked about how much we love Anne, <laughs> like, and just, I don't know. I can't imagine, like, imagine like your mom their, you know, their private pictures of, like, you know, their kids that, you know, Anne doesn't get to see Harry often, so, like, obviously, like, when she's with him, he's gonna, she's gonna take a bunch of pictures of him, and, like, that those are probably, like, treasured memories for her, and the fact that, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, they were taken out of her hands and, like, put all over the internet for everyone to see, like, those are private pictures that, like, I don't know, like, we're not entitled to, you know, like, she sh- didn't share them for a reason, like, it just makes me so upset, I don't understand how you could think that that was, like, an okay thing to do at all, like, I just, I really don't understand. Mm-hmm, so gross, and whoever did it, or whatever, like, I don't know, but you know, if there's, like, one person, there are a number of people who can do this thing, and have, if we think back yeah. to some of the other leaks that have happened with, like, um, a lot of women celebrity, like, nude photos leaking, mm-hmm. I know Jennifer Lawrence, her photos mm-hmm. were leaked. And it's and at that point, it even becomes, like, against the law to do stuff like that. Um, I mean, I guess it's against the law any which way, but to, yeah. to leak nude photos especially is, like, just sickening. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really sucky that this happened, just because Anne has been so nice and appreciative of the fans on Twitter, and she definitely interacts a lot, and it's clear how much she cares about her children, and and for this to just happen, where, like, obviously it's so, like, I'm just picturing what she and everyone else, like, related are going through because of this, and just, I don't know, it just makes me so upset. Yeah, and, like, obviously, like, um, me and Caitlin were talking about this, this is not going to make her want to, like, interact on social media, slash maybe join it ever again, um, and, like, I can't, I don't know, I feel like she got a lot of enjoyment out of, like, posting on Instagram and, like, talking to fans on Twitter and stuff, so just, like, I don't know, like, I love social media so much, and I couldn't imagine, like, feeling so unsafe to the point of just, like, cutting yourself off completely from something that makes you happy, that just, like, everything about it just makes me so sick, Mm -hmm. uh, 
And I was happy to see a lot of the update sites that I follow once they realized that these were personal photos. They were taking yeah. them down and encouraging mm-hmm. people to take them down, um, which I was happy about. But I did find that people, some people posted them anyway, or even made like their Twitter uh, profile pictures, some of the pictures. And that just really upset me. And I thought mm. it was just like, even if you're not the person who leaked them, you can do things to stop them from being spread or, and, and like to support the family and not give yeah. whoever leaked them the satisfaction of them leaking. Um, which I think we're going to talk about sort of how to, how to make sure like this stuff like this doesn't happen in the future. Um, But I'm thankful for people who did decide to remove the photos from online and get them out of people's Twitter feeds, because when they come out, you don't necessarily know they're leaked photos, but then eventually people remove them. Um, But I had a couple of things that I wanted to talk about in terms of this. Um, The first is that I don't, like, it's really sad to think that people who are in the public eye or related to people who are artists or professional whatevers, um, sports players or whoever, famous people, I guess, um, to live in fear that their photos, whatever photos they take, like, will be seen by other people. And, like, I just know based on, like, the photos I take with, like, friends and family, like, <laughs> I'm never thinking, like, oh, this might go out to, like, the whole public world and be posted online for everyone to see, you know? Like, to have to restrict yourself to taking photos, like, that are, like, publicly, like, viewable, whether it's, like, funny faces or, like, just, like, with your family or in your house. You don't want everyone, like, seeing what your house looks like. Yeah. Like, it's just, um, I don't know. I don't know. And and I know, like, people like Taylor Swift talk about how she lives in fear that people are, like, hiding cameras or hiding, like, microphones around her God. house. Like, Ugh. she can't change in places because, like, a nude photo of her could get released if there's a hidden camera and stuff like that. Where I don't think this is, like, to that extreme because it's, like, being taken from someone's phone and not, like, hiding cameras in people's houses. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's horrifying. Um, it is. It is horrifying. And you never... You can never take a photo and not think like what if this gets out you know yeah I just like I can't imagine because like I don't know like I was saying before like I feel like photos are probably something that Anne treasures a lot because like she doesn't see her kids that often Mm -hmm. um I imagine especially with Harry like touring around and stuff um I don't know it just like makes me so upset that it just like now like something that like one of the one thing she has to like you know look through when Harry is like away or like she's not seeing Gemma like is now, like, tainted forever, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, it just... Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. And and whether she feels guilty or not... Yeah. ...about this, when it's not her fault at all, no, obviously. No, yeah. Um, but you can imagine any feelings that someone would go through when this happens. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> I'm getting, like, more and more sad. I'm, like, tearing up. And I'm Aww. so sorry this happened to her. Oh, man. I know. Um, and I, I wanted to say that I know we talk about this a number, uh, a number of times in the past we have, um, but I think this reinforces again, the idea that we don't know these people. We don't know the boys personally. They're not our friends. Um, and we can have like our thoughts and opinions about them. Um, but we really like, we don't know who they are day to day. We're not in yeah. their lives and whatever they do share, like and want to post or put out there that's only, like, a very small percentage of who they are. 
Um, and I even think, like, to YouTubers, again, where, like, yeah. they choose what they post. And that's mm-hmm. not always the case with celebrities and things get out there that they might not want publicly. But it's still, it's not like you've sat in a room and talked with someone for, like, hours and hours or know them or are good friends with them. You really don't know these people as much as we, like, sometimes like to think we know them. And I'm totally guilty of this. Yeah. You know? And, like, I think especially with fandom culture this happens just because in any type of fandom, there's so much more to fandom than the actual, like, celebrities or TV characters or whatever. It becomes something where there's, like, fan fiction written written, and art and lots of fan-made videos and people talk about the boys amongst themselves and, like, you sort of, like, fantasize what they would be like in different situations or how they would act or what, like, even us talking about, do you think any of the boys would go back to school? Stuff like that, where, like, Mm -hmm. we're sort of taking what we think the boys' characters are and who their personalities are and, like, projecting them onto different situations. And just by, through all this discussion, I think what happens is you sort of get this collective building of a character through Mm -hmm. the whole fandom and through fan fiction and artistry and all this stuff where, like, it becomes, like, it's a very solid character who has these sets of traits and would do this in certain situations, and, like, it almost seems like you know them so well. When you kind of forget that a lot of what makes up this character and this person in your head is not based on, like, actual hard facts, you know? Yeah, and I think that's, like, I don't know. I think that it's definitely so important to separate and just, like, be aware that, like, we can think we know them, but, like, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't invalidate our, you know, like, love and caring for them by any means, by, like, like, if anything, it makes it, like, it's better if you respect them, obviously, Mm -hmm. like, um, and as for respecting, like, what they want to share and what they don't want to share, um, because, like, I don't know, like, I feel like, um, it's, it's so interesting, because, like, when you, you have, like, you know, a celebrity that you like, you want to know everything about them, but, I don't know, like, if they didn't have anything private, just, like, they wouldn't have a life, like, they, their life wouldn't be their own. Um, I don't know, I, I just, like, couldn't imagine your entire life being broadcasted for literally everyone to make judgments on, because, um, you know, like, a, a lot of people are nice, but not everyone is, and some people say horribly cruel things, and, like, I definitely don't blame people for wanting to be private, um, and I just feel like we have to respect that, and there's, like, I don't know, I just, like, I don't really understand why, I don't know, like, if you like someone and you're a fan of someone, like, why you would want to, like, cross that boundary. I mean, I do kind of understand, but I just, like, feel like there's a point that's, like, it's not humane. Like, it's not okay. It's not a good moral thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we get lost. Like, we forget that there is that separation. Yeah. And I I wanted to give sort of an example of, like, this idea of, like, character celebrity versus like actual person like yeah. i'm saying like how we sort of make this character up through the fandom and mm-hmm. who's based on a real person but it doesn't yeah. mean that's the real person that actually exists yeah um, and one of them is if you go back and listen to like a lot of our episodes i think the halloween episode we joked about <laughs> this a lot and like different episodes we talked about um like fashion wise or 1d as is um, we talk about Harry wanting to be, like, this pregnant soccer mom who, like, loves old people and, like, wants babies and all this. And we sort of joke around about it, and it's funny. And I don't think that's harm 
harmful talking about that and it's just sort of silly. But we're not talking about like actual real Harry. We can't, we can't, like, what are we basing this stuff on? Like, because he like wanted kids in an interview or he's interacted with pregnant women. That yeah. doesn't mean we actually think like real Harry Styles like wants to be a pregnant soccer mom. Like we have <laughs> no idea what actual real Harry Styles wants. But it's like we sort of created this sort of fictional character where this is what we think he wants in our heads, but that's not the same thing as like invading actual real Harry Styles life, you know, and being like, yeah. I know you personally and I know that this is what you want and this is who you are, I guess. Yeah, and it's I don't know. I like I don't know where my my thoughts are like all over the place because like um I don't know, entitled fandom culture. That's always, that's what this is all going back to and I just feel like um I don't know. I just feel like we have to like respect the boundaries and like it's so weird to think that celebrities are real people, but, like... It is. I don't know. It's so weird. Like, it's literally incomprehensible for me sometimes. Except, like, when I'm in a concert and I see, like, Harry Styles right in front of me, I'm like, oh my god, like, he breathes oxygen. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, he actually has, like, is a human. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, like, insane to me. And, like, that's like, puts in perspective. But, like, you know, I've never talked to him um, or, like, any of the boys, obviously. And, um... It's just so weird because, like, we put celebrities on such a pedestal that we, like, forget that they have basic human rights. Um, And, like, a lot of people love to say that, you know, they're in the public eye, so they don't get to choose. But, like, why would you want to force that, like, on them? Like, why would you be like, oh, like, they chose this life, so, like, they don't don't deserve any privacy? Like, I don't know. That's just, like, a basic human right, like, Mm -hmm. to have some things private. Like, I can't imagine. Like, imagine just literally, like, having everything broadcast daily, 24-7, so you couldn't have any internal thoughts. I just, uh. Yeah. And I think, like, what, a thing that helps me re- re- sort of remind myself that these aren't, like, that they're actual real people. Um, yeah. I like to think, because a lot of times people put celebrities on pedestals where they can mm-hmm. do no wrong. And if they mm-hmm. mess up, it's like, like, blasphemy, I guess. Yeah. Um, I like to remind myself and think of the people that I know in my own life. And yeah. say, are there people in my life that I think are, like, the perfect person that has no faults, they don't do mm-hmm. anything that sort of bugs me or, like, whatever? Just think of your family members. Like, yep. I love my family members, but there's things that, like, bug me about them or, like, different things like that where they're not perfect. No one's perfect. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are those things that, like, other people have characteristics that are good and bad and you have to remember it's, there's no such thing as this sort of, like, holy person that can do no wrong that we should just look up to as like the ultimate human being type thing i don't know that always yeah. helps like remind me like what if what if like some celebrities like has a really annoying like cough and like other celebrities <laughs> talk about them and it's like oh did you we have to sit there and listen to them and like their freaking annoying cough like i don't know just stuff that you do in your own life like talking yeah about, you know that's so true because like everything's like so magnified um, and it's, like, I do the same thing, like, I think about, like, if, I don't know, someone does, like, a celebrity does something, like, questionable, I'm like, um, and then I'm like, oh, I should write them off forever, but then I'm like, if my brother did this, like, would I write him off forever? Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, not saying that, like, take everyone as, like, a perfect human being, but just, like, understand that, like, humans are humans. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I remember, I forget the quote, um, off the top of my head, but I think it was something, like, the, like, one of the easiest ways to dehumanize someone is to put them on a pedestal, mm-hmm. um, 
And I think that definitely, like, applies here. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next point I want to talk about was something Kara mentioned earlier about leaking photos like this only encourages people to be less open on social media and, like, just less open in general with fandoms or with, like, the public, I guess. Um, and social media has become such an awesome way that fans can interact with the people that they look up to and, and, and celebrities. But doing stuff like this, we've already seen and deactivate. And I can imagine, mm-hmm. like, this encourages Harry not to post stuff or even other family members not to post personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I totally understand that. And they have every right to do that. And, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, one of those cases where one person, whether the, the person who leaked the photos were in the fandom or not in the fandom, sort of ruins it for everyone else, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but I don't blame them at all. I feel like no, I would feel the same. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to talk about how we can handle this in the future because it's happened many times and it's going to happen again. Um, Not necessarily One Direction related, but sort of anything. Um, And how we can prevent this from happening and like what can you as a person actually do? Because it's hard when you're like, well, I didn't leak them. I didn't share them. What can I do about it? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I've made sort of a list and I'd like Kara to add to this if you have other ideas. Um, the first is don't post the photos anywhere. <laughs> like, don't take them on your own Twitter and post photos. Um, and if you see other people posting the photos, perhaps they don't know that they're leaked or they don't know that, like, they don't understand why they shouldn't. And I think the best way to approach that is to tell them in a way that's going to want to make them take photos away or take them off um, rather than just, like, lashing out because I think that can make people really defensive. Yeah. Um, but sort of in a way that encourages them to like grow and learn and like learn from their mistakes. Um, don't make a big deal of it, I guess. I think the more you make a big deal or the more, and I think this also goes for like looking for the photos, the more you go and look for the photos online, those new sources that have uh, posted them are going to get more hits And so it's going to encourage them to keep posting and keep advertising because they're getting more hits, which means more money for them. Um, So, like, don't be a part of that. Don't be a part of that cycle. Um, Yeah, and if, like, um, this happened, like, through Twitter, um, and so, like, um, not, like, at replying the person on Twitter and, like, giving the attention they clearly want. Like, Mm -hmm. this is clearly, like, a a cry for attention. Um, so by, like, just not giving that person any attention, not giving them any even hate, I guess, like, maybe, like, a few tweets to be, like, what the heck, like, why are you doing this? But, like, Mm -hmm. even that, like, it's just, like, if you just, like, completely don't respond, like, they're gonna, you know, they're not gonna get what they want, which is attention. And, like, also just for yourself, knowing it in yourself that, like, you didn't look at someone else's private photos. Like, that's just something I don't want on me. I don't want to think, like, I looked at these photos, Mm -hmm. like, however enticing they may be. Like, that's someone else's private stuff, and I don't want to be a part of that. So, like, try not to do it, you know, even if they're out there. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you can't help it when it's on your Twitter feed, but don't go looking for them, you know? Um, I saw a really cool Sugarscape article that was called that was titled stolen photos ain't cool here's 66 <laughs> legal but illegally hot pics of harry styles instead that's amazing <laughs> which <laughs> i really liked and i think like it would be really cool to do things like this where you're sort of like taking over and over like either the trends that are happening or 
taking over the tags and posting legal photos or like getting mm. drawing the attention away and seeing like look we can look at these photos this is fine this is fun they're great photos let's look at these ones instead um so i like that article for sure. yeah i love that shout out to sugarscape yeah do you have any other I, ideas of how this or whatever you're gonna say oh i was just gonna say i hear your dogs in the background and i wish i was oh. there to pet them <laughs> Yeah, my dogs are downstairs, and they're alone, but my mom just came up the driveway, so um, that's why they're barking. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry if you can hear those, but those are my doggies. And they're Um, cute, so it's fine. Um, No, I think you did a great job of, like, encapsulating that. I think it's, like, always awesome to, like, um, you know, bring up solutions to the problem instead of just, like, kind of saying, like, this sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that you did that, so props to you. Thanks. Um, and then sort of the next discussion we want to have, and we don't have a ton of time left to talk about it, um, is misogyny in the fandom, um, that we see. And, and for those who don't know misogyny, oh, Kara, did you, you said you had a definition, right? Yeah, just from Wikipedia, but I think it, like, pretty much summarizes it. It's, um, so misogyny is the hatred or dislike of women or girls, and misogyny can be manifested in numerous ways, including sexual discrimination, hostility, male supremacist ideas, belittling of women, violence against women, and sexual objectification of women. Um, so, you know, like, hatred and dislike of women or girls sounds, like, so, like, extreme, um... But it, it definitely permeates in so many, like, very subtle ways that mm-hmm. um, unless you were, like, looking for it, you you it's hard to catch. Um, mm-hmm. And also there's internalized misogyny where, like, women are hating on other women for being women, um, which is also a horrible cycle to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we wanted to talk about this because I think it is something that we haven't talked about a lot because it's a very, like... Um, I don't know if touchy is the right word, but it's a, a, a subject that's you have to be careful around, I guess. Um, and the first thing I wanted to talk about was the women associated with the boys, whether that be people they're in relationships with, their sisters, their moms, their friends who are girls, um, their aunts, anyone, any women that they're associated with, even people that like they get a photo with and then walk literally, away. like and and even like, fans who take photos with them and then post their photos online mm-hmm. and then get people reacting to those photos um, simply because they're, like, women and they're with, like, the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times in the media, women associated with the band are referred to as sort of not property of the the man that they are associated with, but, like, that's who they're linked through. That's who they sort of are. Like they're defined not their by. own. Yeah, they're yeah, exactly. They're defined by the man that they're with rather than mm-hmm. who they are as a person. Um, for example, like um so and so's girlfriend or so and so's ex girlfriend, rather than saying like who they are in their own right. And I know when like um if someone's dating a girl who's not famous, this can be a better way for people to understand who the person is, even though I don't love it. But it's it especially bugs me when there's a woman who is known in the public or has done a lot of great things, and she's still sort of tagged along and defined by the guy she's with or used to be with rather than, mm-hmm. like, her own self. Um, what do you think about this whole phenomenon 
Um, it really frustrates me. Just it, it completely like strips them of their identity. Um, you know, I think you have here Perry Edwards, who's from Little Mix. Um, and she is there, uh, Zane and her aren't together anymore, but she's still like, I've seen articles still referring to her as Zane Malik's ex fiance. And like, she has so much more to her than that. Like one facet of her life that like ended like a year ago. Like I just, I, I don't know. She's so talented and she's like accomplished so many great things. And then yet, you know, a lot of publications boil her down to just one snippet and it's like it's I don't know it really frustrates me because Mm -hmm. you know um that's literally like one facet of her entire life and she shouldn't be defined by um what she is to someone else and especially like her relationship status it's ridiculous yeah and like I really do notice it when publications purposely don't define the women they talk about like in terms of the man they're associated with yeah I have seen People, I think Sugarscape has done this a lot, where they try to say, um, and I know I I do it as well when I'm talking on the podcast. I don't like to say like like Perry Edwards, Zayn's ex girlfriend or ex fiance. Like I don't like to talk like that. If I'm going to say the relationship, I want to say something like like Perry Edwards, who's a singer in Little Mix. She's like singer songwriter who was in a relationship with so and so. So they're not. Mm. They have their own. Or, like, I don't know, I do this with, I don't know, I just, it's something you have to sort of catch yourself and, like, re, re, like, rewire the way you talk mm-hmm. about women, because it's so ingrained in our society. Um, and I think that's just something everyone has to work on, whether it be talking about celebrities or any other women um, that you know, you know? Yeah. Um, and hopefully more and more online publications and stuff will will get with the program and stop doing that but I know it's also based on like what the public clicks on and so yeah. like if you click on stories where that's the catchy title that's gonna feed into sort of the cycle of allowing that to happen um, which sucks so it's also sort of like something we as the public need to um, say we don't like and like respond to those publications you see doing that and like create a stir up so that doesn't become a moneymaker for the sites that get clicks because of these titles. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about, unless you have anything else to say about that, Kara. No, I disagree with you completely. Okay. Um, is <laughs> um, girlfriends and women associated with the band getting hate. Um, and like just putting yourself out there on social media to a lot of people, if you have a lot of followers, you're going to get hate pretty much no matter what. Um, Kara and I haven't really gotten hate yet, but we're also... Oh my god, knock on wood! <laughs> I know. We're also such a small scale. But yeah. I could imagine, like, that might be something we have to face in the future if, like, this keeps going. Um, and I know Gemma has talked about getting hate, and she said it was... It was in one of her articles for The Debrief. Um, Gemma's Harry's sister, and she writes for The Debrief um, online publication. Uh, and she was talking about, like, just getting hate on social media. And she said that, like, it's the worst things that you think about yourself mm-hmm. being sort of confirmed by other people. 
Mm. Whether that be something physically about you or something about your personality or your education or like who you are, or like, like just other personality traits or um, whatever. Just being confirmed, like the worst things you hate about yourself, like people saying, yep, I don't like that about you either. Or like saying that is a thing to be worried about. Um, and I think that just really sucks. Um and I don't know, I know people say, like, oh, these people are just jealous, or, like, they they think you're not good enough to be associated with this celebrity or whatever, but it's also just, like, people suck. People are mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't always need some sort of, like, explanation for it to, like, sort of excuse their actions. Oh, they're yeah. just jealous. No, they're just mean and horrible, and, like, they suck. Like, yeah, I just, like, don't understand, like, people who go out of their way and just, like, take the time to type out a mean comment that is, like, so, like, Uh like, aimed and directed at someone that just, like, makes them feel so terrible about themselves. Like, I know I've talked about this before, but, like, literally one of the nicest and, like, most fun things you can do is, like, give someone a genuine compliment online, like, Mm -hmm. whether it be anonymously or not, but, like, I honestly think that, like, it just makes you feel good, it makes you, like, you know that you made someone else feel good, and just, like, I don't know, just spread the positive vibes, like, why would you intentionally put negativity out there to make someone feel bad, like, you don't like feeling bad about yourself, like, why would you want to make other people feel bad, like, it's just, like, one big terrible sadness circle, like, I don't want that, (laughs) um, So, like, I don't know. I just, oh, God. And I think, like, especially, like, I think women are more picked apart for their looks um, in general in society. So then when you, you know, like, have, or just, like, I don't know, picked apart in general, like, for their personality and, like, what society wants them to be and, like, what they are and just, um, you know, just, it's, it's hard. And I just props for everyone who, like, just kind of does their own thing on social media and just, like, doesn't let that affect them. I mean, I'm sure it's going to affect you, but, like, doesn't make that, doesn't make it stop them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I saw, um, Zoella, who's, or Zoe Sug, who's a YouTuber, um, she posted a picture of, I think it was part of, like, the Calvin Klein underwear ad. I'm not sure, but it seems like that's what it was from. Of, like, you could see her underwear in the photo, which she usually doesn't post photos like that. Um, and, like, yesterday, the media was all talking about it and, like, saying really negative things about her. And she was like, are you kidding me? Like, there's really serious things going on in the world. Um, yesterday in Brussels, there was um, bombings that happened, mm-hmm. which we didn't address at the beginning of the show. And Karen and I haven't actually even talked about it at all. Um But, like, for things like that to be going on in the world and you're focusing on, like, tearing a woman apart for, like, the underwear she's dressed herself in is just sickening. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and for, like, and she was, like, get over yourself. Like, this is ridiculous. But I think it's really hard if you're getting stuff like that all the time. Um, And just, like, to keep going despite that. Like, to keep posting photos on Instagram even though, like, tons of your posts are hate or, like, people not even talking about the content of your post and, like, bringing other things into it is just, like, like, props to you for being able to do that. Yeah, because, like, I know everyone talks about this, but, like, there's, there can be so many, you know, nice comments, but, like, if someone says some, like, one negative thing to you, that's going to stick out in your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
it sucks that that's the way it works, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how it does end up being, so. Yeah, And and I also think it's interesting how certain women associated with the band, um, like, are treated very differently than other women. I think it's worse if you're in a relationship with one of the boys, yeah. for sure. Um, but I also know, like, there's, even amongst the, the women that the boys are in relationships with, um, people get different degrees of hate. I know for Sophia, who um, was in a relationship with Liam, I don't think they're together anymore, but, um, like, she from what I saw was, was sort of treated as like the, she was, everyone called her like mom. And she was like sort of praised for staying off of social media and keeping everything quiet and like being really like, uh, quiet about her interaction with fans and stuff. And she was sort of praised and everyone loved her from what I saw. I'm sure she got hate as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was as extreme as some of the other women associated with the boys. Um, and I just think it's so interesting because, like, she's someone who didn't open up her Instagram until quite recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if she was more public online, if she would have been treated differently. Um, I'm not really sure. Do you have ideas about that? Or did you see, do you see a difference? Like, I don't know, not necessarily just with Sophia, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I could I could see that because she kept so private that people liked that because, like, I mean, there wasn't really much they could pick apart about her because she kept so private, mm-hmm. which is, it's sad that she felt like she had to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I don't know. It is interesting to, like, see the different dynamics. Um, I don't know. People are just cruel in a lot of ways. Um, I'm not sure, like, if I could have, like, one answer as to, like, why the different relationships were treated differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, like, the more people share in social media, the more people feel entitled, and that's not how it should mm-hmm. be. Um, but I think that that could be one thing. Yeah, and I think it almost reminds me of things like, like, not in the same capacity, but, like, a women should be seen and not heard type thing, where, like, it's okay for her yeah. to, like sort of go along and be with like the guy she's with but you know if she puts herself out there and starts having her own life it's not okay anymore and then like you're open for attacks and people are allowed to criticize you because you're putting yourself out there as if you're trying to get attention when Mm -hmm. like you're allowed to do that if you want to do that you're allowed to put yourself out there and you shouldn't get hate for it and you shouldn't just because you're not keeping quiet or whatever like you shouldn't like get hate for that, I guess. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, and there was something else I wanted to say. What was it? Oh, I think there's a huge mom men- mob mentality as well, where, like, oh, yeah. almost as if, like, some people decide this person's okay, then that person's okay. But, like, if a group of people don't, then it's almost okay to, like, keep sending them hate and to treat them poorly because you've decided, like, that this person, that's okay to happen for. Um, but, like... For this other person, no, we don't do that. We don't treat them like that, so it's not okay. Um, and, and like, once one person sends hate, it's like, well, I could do that, too. I'm just sitting here on my computer. I can send hate. It becomes, like, a very easy thing, especially because it's, like, anonymous. You can send mm-hmm. things out. Like, you don't think necessarily a person's going to read them. But the truth is, if a 100 people send hate, 
maybe they're not going to read that one every person's, but they're going to see one of the things. And if you're all saying the same thing, then you're adding to it, whether or not they see your actual post. Yeah. And I just feel like it's interesting also to um, compare how, like, the males in their lives are treated. Um, mm-hmm. Because I honestly don't think they... I mean, obviously, I can't, like, tell. Like, I don't have the statistics or anything. But, like, from what I've um, observed, um, it doesn't seem like their, you know, male family members and their male friends have gotten nearly as much, like, haven't been picked apart and, like, mm-hmm. really you know, scrutinized and, like, made fun of in the way that, like, um, the women in their lives have been. hmm definitely. Like, simply just people they're photographed with or friends yeah. that they have that are women. And then immediately, I feel like those women get torn apart when, like, that wouldn't happen if they were photographed with a picture of their guy friend, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, It, like, becomes sort of, like, a culturally appropriate thing to degrade women and to have unrealistic expectations of them. And, I don't know. It's really sucky. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, And I want to say that, obviously, not everyone is like this. And while we did mention fandom a lot of times, I don't think this is just, like, fandom stuff at all. No. Um, And I don't know, like, what you consider someone to be a fan or a real fan or a true fan or whatever. Um, and I don't think people know that it's such a bad thing. I think our patriarchal society encourages these things. And I don't want to blame, like, like a 13-year-old girl necessarily who might not be educated to know that these things are wrong. I mean, at some point you have to, like, put individual, like, put individuals to blame. But I think it's hard when, like, you have to recognize that these things happen not just because of individuals, because, but because yeah. we as a society think that this is okay to do stuff like this and it's encouraged in the way that we live and it like it's rooted in a lot bigger problems than like mm-hmm. one individual being a bad person. While we can say that's really sucky to do and they're mean, we have to recognize that there's things that we as a society have to do to change so, like, that this doesn't happen, and it's not just all on individuals, you know? Yeah, I agree, and I just think that um, as you, like, grow up and, like, learn the things that have been, like, ingrained into your mind that, like, women are lesser and deserve to be picked apart, and, like, once you can, like, see that, that that, that like, message has been fed to you, um, it gets a lot easier to be, like, step back and be, like, wow, like, what I'm doing is wrong, what I'm saying is wrong, and, like, um, if you're a woman, you'll, like, understand that a lot of that even comes out of self-hate. Like, I know, um, I had a lot of internalized misogyny as I was younger, um, and I used to, like, sort of look down on girls who, like, wore makeup or, like, really cared about their clothes and stuff because, you know, those are deemed, like, traditionally feminine things. Um, and I was like, oh, that's so lame and, like, dumb. Like, I don't want to be a girly girl and stuff like that, but, like, those are just, like, such, like, inane things to think, and it's all because, like, you know, like, in society, women are seen as less, and, like, things that are tr- deemed traditionally feminine are seen as less, mm-hmm. um, lesser than, um, so I don't really know where I was going with that, but that's always, like, a, you know, a good thing to throw in there, um, yeah. I forget, yeah, I don't know what else I was going to say. It definitely relates, for sure, Okay. Uh, and I think we're going to sum up this discussion now, but I think it would be an interesting one to, like, bring up in the future and talk about different sectors of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for both of these things, both the leak and just misogyny in and outside of the fandom, um, just remember that, like, 
speak out about it, but do it in a way that's actually going to induce change. Because yeah. speaking out, out about these things in a hateful manner, if you really care about making a difference, that's not the best way to do it. So do it in a way that's going to make people want to grow and learn and don't come at them as if they're like wrong and horrible. Um, come at them with like, hey, like, did you know about this? And like, maybe they're not going to listen. But like, that's, I think that's the best way to make actual difference in in these issues, whether that be like racism, gender inequality, anything about the environment that's going on, like anything, anything, anything. You're not going to get people to change if you come at them from a hateful manner. Yeah. And also like be willing to learn and be, Mm. um, you know, open to see what you're doing is wrong or maybe that like, you know, you know, you didn't even know that what you're doing was, you know, not right. Um, that's the exact same thing. But, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, I I, I get really frustrated when I see people who are, like, haters gonna hate, like, when um, people are calling out, like, their racism or homophobia or something. Like, you know, that's not completely explicit. Um, but I, I really hate when people are just, like, you know, like, pe- people are just gonna always, like, call you things. Like, no, but, like, those are, like, serious issues. It's not people, like, hating on your appearance or something. It's, like, mm-hmm. hating... Not it's not even hate. It's just like um, trying to get you to learn, like mm-hmm. to be a decent human being. Um, right. So yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a very important part about it, um, about your own growth and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us know what you think about this type of discussion because um, I think Karen and I both really like talking about these things. So yeah, definitely come back to it. Um, We're going to move on to recommendations. My recommendation this week is to check out the new YouTube channel, The Book Channel, which was actually a YouTube channel before, but I think it's sort of being revamped and relaunched and more videos are going to be posted frequently. Um, And Lou Teasdale is a big part of it. She's like a makeup and hair artist and work with the boys. Um, Lottie, Louie's little sister, who also does makeup, has done videos and a number of other women have collaborated and done their own um, videos. It's very much hair and makeup oriented and sort of, um, they say expert demos and advice from the best beauty influences and in, influencers in the industry. Um, so I think it'll be cool. I'm excited to see where that goes. And, um, yeah. So if you're into that type of stuff, definitely go check it out. Yeah. And I feel like it's also like, um, actually like pretty doable things. Like it's, um, looks, it's not, um, you know, like, the most complicated technical things that, like, no mm-hmm. one can really do. It's, like, I think it's pretty, you know, like, um, average level, which is cool, because, like, that's, like, the only kind of skills I have with me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm a solid average. Um, my um, recommendation, I don't know if this has been recommended before, but, like, whatever, I'll just throw it back out there, um, is to follow... Um, um, Felicity, who is Louis's sister, one of her, his younger sisters, um, who we've talked about, who is an awesome, um, person who talks about a lot of feminist issues and social issues on Twitter. Um, but I think following her on Snapchat is also a good idea. And her Snapchat is felicity.grace and Felicity is spelled F-E-L-I-C-I-T-E and then dot and then grace. And like, um, she was posting pictures of like her two younger siblings, uh, Doris and Ernest, and her grandma using filters, like Snapchat yes, filters, I saw and those. I'm 
so cute. Like, I, I remember, like, um, over Thanksgiving, I had my grandma, like, use some Snapchat filters. It was, like, the cutest thing. I love grandmas using Snapchat filters. Um, so, yeah, that was just so cute, and I think everyone should go, like, look at it. Um, and I think that, like, I feel like it's kind of a little ironic that I'm, um, recommending this at the end of this, uh, talking about, like, feeling, um, intrusive and stuff, but this is stuff that, you know, like, she wants to put out there, and she has her own, um, voice, and she's putting it out there by her own volition, so. And the little siblings are so cute. They're literally so cute, yeah. So, if you like cute little kids, go check it out. And grandmas, yeah. And grandmas, (laughs) with the doggy filter. Yes. (laughs) Um, all right, tweet of the week. Mine is kind of like a cop out but it's from harry wore what which is an amazing twitter site that posts all of what harry's wearing like brand wise um and harry wore 345 uh, (gasps) dollar saint laurent uh 98 california sunglasses while he was in la um and really i just wanted to talk about the sunglasses and the photo and wow i i freaking love that he just you know goes for it i think he I mean, it's, like, not typical what I would, like, see, but, like, I love that he's sort of tearing down what I expect from a fashion sense, you know? And, like, why not? Why did we say only these type of shape plastic things can cover our eyes from the sun when this other really cool white circular glasses thing covers our eyes from the sun and it works and I just love it? I'm so happy you like these because um, one of my housemates who I talked to about One Direction with because she's like the one here who like gets it and stuff. Um, she hates them so much <laughs> and she was like hating on me for liking them. But I love oh. them and I love the Kurt Cobain vibes. Um, and I just love, I don't know, he just like, that's like what I want to see on him yeah. is to like take these risks and he's like wearing his fringy boots and just everything about it is so great. I cannot believe that. <laughs> $345, but I should stop being shocked about that. But, like, every time, like, sunglasses are more than, like, $5, I, like, yeah. kind of freak out a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I love them, and I'm so glad you do, too. I don't think we've talked about it. No, um, we haven't. We haven't talked about, like, anything on this episode together. Um, we, mm, yeah, now. I know. So this is all, like, live reaction, people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought it was great, and I want to see more of this just, like, crazy stuff because I think it encourages other people to be like you know what screw society I'm gonna wear what I want to wear you know I want to see him wearing those glasses that have like the little flowers on them you know what I mean no (laughs) (laughs) they're like they have their little like porcelain not porcelain flowers but like it's very trendy right now and it's really cute I'll send you a picture of one okay I I mean flowers on sunglasses just seems incredible any which way you go yeah they're like 3d I do not know what you're talking about. That's okay. I I'll will send you a picture. I'll probably know when you send me a picture. But yeah. Yes, I definitely would like that with a like with a floral suit. You know, get it all. Oh done. yes, absolutely. <laughs> What's your tweet of the week this week, Kara? My tweet of the week is from Niall. And it is, W is for we can do this. Take your hashtag W for water photo and support the 66... Oh, what? I can't read numbers, man. Um, 663 million living without clean water. And it's at drop for drop. And um, I just love to see him getting involved with these kind of things. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Niall. Like, I feel like he's been doing a lot of charity stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a good cause. I know... Um, uh, what's his face? Harry <laughs> posted a picture, um, for this cause as well on Instagram. Um, yeah. so yeah, I just thought that was great. 
Yeah, me too. I like when they get involved in, like, big social media, like, charity Campaigns, yeah. Yeah, campaigns that are going around. Mm. Because it's like, they're just one of us type of things. Yeah. Um, Although it's pretty much been celebrities that I see doing this. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, So our question of the week this week, which I just kind of made up off the bat, was what song are you most excited about for Mind of Mine as a sort of, like, like, funny... What song do you think is going to be the most interesting? Which song, based on, like, the title, are you going to like mm. the most? Um, or, like, you know, because based on the title, I think that can make you interested in a lot of songs. Um, so, yeah, let us know what song you're most interested about. And, of course, in, like, one day after this episode comes out, the album's going to come out. So send yeah. us your feedback for the album as well and which songs you actually like Yes, live most. tweet it to us. That'd be so fun. Oh, my God, it really would. I'm probably going to live tweet listening to the album. So Ooh, check out yeah. that. Um, we'll be, like, tweet, like, listening and then immediately recording. So get ready. Yeah. Um, and also, especially for this episode, we'd love to hear your feedback on things we've talked about mm-hmm. and also, like, new ideas of where we could go with these topics in the future. Because as you probably know, Karen and I really like talking about feminist issues and we think it's really important. Um, so let us know how you think we can expand on this um, for sure. But thank you guys so much for listening to episode 40 of Talk Direction. Go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Visit our website, talkdirection.tumblr.com. Follow us on indivi- on on t- Instagram, Talk Direction, or individually on Twitter, I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. And then also you can go over to iTunes and review, rate, and subscribe. Um, and then if you subscribe, you'll get every episode as soon as it comes out. And we are putting the other bonus episode out as well, where we talk about more of the Harry Potter things. We both forgot, so we're super sorry about that. Um, but that will be coming out um, soon. And you can also find us on SoundCloud if you don't have iTunes or it's messed up and not working. Um, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 41. Bye! Bye!